Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Ask John Call-In Day. This is an open question and answer session where you can call in and speak to me directly or simply listen live on the audio page on the webpage. If you've called in and have questions, press 1 to raise your hand. If you're listening on the audio player on the webpage, you'll see a box where you can type in questions. Feel free to enter your questions there as well. These sessions are all about you, and this is your opportunity to call in and speak to me live, and let me work with you to help you solve your weight loss problems forever. So if you've got something you want to talk about, please give us a call. Welcome, everyone. So, yeah, if you want to talk to me, call in. You've got to call the number. And you have to press one. And when you press one, uh, Tiffany, uh, Tiffany Nightingale, co- uh, she's a coach of ours, <clears throat> one of the Gabriel Method coaches, and also uh, Gabriel Method's success story. Uh, she will inter- she will get on the phone with you, get your name. She'll send me a text, and then from there, I'll see my I'll see the text on my phone and call you in, and you and I can have a chat about whatever's happening for you right now. Uh, in your weight loss journey. As we've said many times, the Gabriel method is not a one-size-fits-all type of approach. Uh, It is an approach toward getting your body to want to be thin by addressing whatever issues are causing your body to want to hold on to weight. Those issues are usually some form of chronic low-grade stress or chronic low-grade inflammation. Both chronic low-grade stress and chronic low-grade inflammation change your body hormonally. The stress elevates your cortisol levels, uh, and the infl- inflammation elevates your pro-inflammatory hormones, both of which, <laughs> excuse me, both of which cause insulin resistance and leptin resistance, which causes your body to want to hold on to weight and causes your body to resist burning fat and uh, makes it very, very difficult to lose weight. The way we approach weight is we want to figure out what those things are. What are the things that are, what are the chronic low-grade stresses that are causing your body to hold on to weight? And what can you do about it? And and I just want to mention some right now that I'm now calling uh, the five S's, S's and Sam. So uh, we all know that uh, if you... Theoretically, if you eat less and exercise more, at least on that day, you will lose weight. So we all know about that. So aside from that, what are some of the other things that you can do to lose weight? And uh, I've put them now into what I call the three, the five S's. So what are the five S's that can make a huge difference and reduce the stress in your life, change your body hormonally, reduce, reduce the inflammation? The first one is sleep. Uh, nothing is bigger than sleep when sleep is not working well. If, we, uh, if you have more than uh, 50 pounds or 30 kilos to lose, there's a very good chance you may have sleep apnea, which is causing your body uh, to not get uh, good enough sleep. That elevates your cortisol levels. That causes junk food cravings, and that, and that causes your body to hold on to weight. It causes leptin and insulin resistance. So getting better sleep is really, really crucial. Uh, another one, another one of the S's is sunshine. Getting more sunshine will help reduce inflammation, reduce stress, increase the melancortins, which are a series of hormones uh, in your brain and neurotransmitters in your brain that also help you get a better sleep, so they tie into each other, but they also help reverse 
leptin and insulin resistance. So sunshine, sleep, sunshine, um, stress reduction. So that's a big one for us. Doing things like meditation and visualization, chronic low-grade stress, uh, and also emotional emotional stress and emotional trauma all can cause uh, a hormonal shift in your body that can cause you to gain weight. Uh, I have had the biggest successes in my life, and we're talking about people that I've worked with that have lost 400 pounds, 300 pounds, many that have lost 200 pounds. They all had some sort of emotional trauma that we had to work through. So emotional working through emotional trauma is, is key and also reducing the daily stress, which we do through things like um, meditation and visualization, but also things like grounding, other mind-body exercises like yoga and tai chi and qigong, and also getting out and getting more sun. So we've got sleep, sunshine, stress reduction, superfoods, that is adding more superfoods, uh, to your diet, and this is not about this is not about restrictions. It's about adding. When you add very nutrient dense foods like super greens, spirulinas, uh, green juices, organic salads and sprouts, all of these things uh, help nourish your body better, help your body perform better on a hormonal level, um, help improve improve digestion, and all these things help reduce inflammation, give you more energy. Um, and, and in so many different ways will make you less hungry uh, and change your body hormonally. But, so that's adding, adding really nutrient-dense foods. And the last one you may not think about uh, is stretching. Stretching. So stretching is something that's very interesting because you know, you're not really burning calories when you're stretching. It doesn't seem like it's a weight loss type of thing. But when we're too tight, when our muscles are too tight and our connective tissue is too tight, a couple of things happen. We're tired all the time. Um, it's, it's t- and that causes more stress. Uh, it causes us uh, to be less active, and it causes, it causes more stress. Uh, when our connective tissue is tight, it causes the uh, energy in your body, the bioenergy, uh, to not run as well. Uh, because it runs through your connective tissue. It's like a, the connective tissue is like an energetic lattice um, that helps get the life force energy flowing through your body. So when you're tight, it's things that you, your energy's not flowing well and you're tired all, all the time. So those are five S's that you can think about that are not diet related in terms of we're not talking about counting calories or restriction. We're not talk, and, of course, exercise, exercising is great. Uh, and the right type of exercise is really fabulous for, for weight loss. There's no question about it. I'm not, I'm not necessarily excluding that. I'm just saying everybody knows that. Everybody knows if you exercise more and eat less, it's, it's good for weight loss. We don't always do it, though, and the reason is because of these other things that we need to address. So if you start addressing some of the other S's, sleep, sunshine, stress reduction, superfoods, and, and stretching, then uh, you will address some of the other issues in your life that are causing the problem, and it's like taking the, the handbrake or the emergency brake off of your weight loss. It makes weight loss so much easier. Uh, we have one caller calling in right now, Sandy from Hawaii. Before I take Sandy, though, I just wanted to mention, I just want to do a shout-out shout to, to Tiffany, to Coach Tiffany, uh, for her artwork. Besides the fact that she is a, uh, an incredible mother of five kids, a, a sole parent, mother of five kids, and uh, has a weight loss success story and an amazing coach. She helped my brother lose 200 pounds. 
She's truly a gifted coach. She is an incredible artist. And uh, I have a lot of her artwork now in my house, which I'm getting through silk screens. So she, she'll take, uh, I, I look at the different art, and then she will reproduce it as a silk screen. One of them I have is uh, about seven feet high, and it just looks so magnificent. The artwork is very spiritually uplifting. Uh, has just beautiful, beautiful energy. Um, check out. I don't, uh, Tiffany. You might want to put in the uh, your website in here, so <laughs> so I can refer people to it. But it's called Soul Speak Art, and it's Tiffany. There it is. Soulspeak.co.nz. So Soulspeak.co.nz is where you can see her artwork. Uh, and I don't know if she sells them right now. I'm putting. I'm putting. Uh, Tiffany on the spot. <laughs> I don't know if she sells them as the silk screens the way she's been doing for me. Uh, so you might want to uh, ask her, like send her an email and ask her if she'll start doing that. Uh, but I've got three now in my house, and I'm looking. Every wall I see is now empty because I'm looking at it. I'm thinking there should be one of Tiffany's silk screens there. So check it out. It's really beautiful stuff. Uh, I know if you uh, – <clears throat> I, I know that uh, if you uh, – see any of uh, Coach Melinda's classes uh, in the background. She's got, I think, one or two of Tiffany's artwork there. Cool. Uh, okay. Let's bring Sandy in from Hawaii, and we'll get started. John. Hi, John. Hi, Sandy. How are this you? is Sandy. Hi. Good. Hi, I Sandy. just want to thank you for all your wonderful videos and information and just you. Awesome. You're just doing a great. You're more more than welcome. Well, I've been following you for a while, and um, I haven't actually completed the course because of uh, other commitments. But um, I've since January I started this retreat for myself, and I lost about forty pounds, and the first three months, and um, so then I sort of got to a plateau. And I, I'm not sure if it's hormones or, uh, you know, I, I've been doing the same diet and then I changed it up for a month and I took totally every fruit out of my diet, and which is hard in Hawaii. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, grain Does that make any difference? And a little bit, you know, but I just feel like, uh, you know, I, I feel like the inches are coming off, but not really the weight. Yeah. Did, did, let me just talk so, about, did you take the fruit out at the same time as you took the grains out? Yes. Did you, so you don't and, know whether it was, I did if it, something made a difference. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say I did it only for a month and um, I didn't really see a lot of change. So I brought back mm-hmm. a little bit of each of those and it just what, sort of what, I just wanna, the same I, thing. Okay. okay. I just want to make a point though. My own experience and this is using myself as an energetic testing vehicle for you know, mm-hmm. 15 years, is that there is a world of difference between the way your body metabolizes grains and the way your body metabolizes fruit. Um, I find oh, that okay. at least my body, yeah, and that's why I want to talk about it. I find that at least my body and also many people that I've worked with uh, fruit is much easier, and I'm not talking about dried fruit. Your, uh, the body does, does not handle dried fruit well. It's just too concentrated in sugar and fructose. Right. But, but, but uh, sp- certainly tropical fruits like you find in Hawaii, 
Um, I find my body does really well with those. And if I'm wanting something, okay. some sort of carbohydrate, uh, and it's a choice between a fruit and a grain, it's my body, my personal, my body, and I, I know many people that I work with, they don't do, does not do well with grains. Grains can cause okay. inflammation. They elevate your insulin levels more than fruit. Um, and also, the other thing I just want to talk about about fruit is that the reason why fruit has such a bad rap is because <laughs> fructose, the, the sugar in fruit yes. is called fructose, fructose has a really, really bad rap. Um, and the thing is, most of the, the reason why fructose has, has such a bad, is, is such a no-no in the keto world and all these different things is because of studies that they've done on high fructose, high fructose syrup, concentrated syrup, um, high fructose corn syrup. The way yes. the body metabolizes high fructose corn syrup is very different than the way it metabolizes the fructose in fruit. Uh, high fructose corn syrup gets metabolized in the liver where it causes a concentration of free fatty acids to go into the bloodstream, which then causes insulin resistance and leptin resistance, which causes you to gain weight. However, most fruits get metabolized in the large intestine, in the colon, uh, and oh. and it feed and it, it, it's yeah and it's a, it's a good source of prebiotic for our friendly bacteria mm -hmm. and the fructose doesn't go yes. through the liver at, at least not in high when oh. it's not in high concentrations when it's when it's dried fruit that's different but but when it's not in high when it's high water content tropical fruit it's just a, it's just a world of difference so I'm actually kind right, of right we're talking fruit in, okay uh, uh, yeah pineapples. Uh, um, apples, uh, um, papaya, peaches, papaya, certainly, um, any other, uh, even mangoes have, they have certain enzymes that help you burn fat. Uh, but, but mm -hmm. just fruit, just higher water content fruit, even watermelon, higher water content right. fruits, I think are well, I was world doing, you know, that, that, grains. you know, the Ezekiel bread, you know, that type of yeah. bread. Yeah. Uh, that's yes. the, I was just doing like a couple pieces of toast, you know, every so often. But I mean, I've given yeah, up okay. rice and potatoes and all that a long, long time. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's but, that's okay. But you that know, was the uh, only one, grain I've one, been having. Yeah. Well, the other thing I'm, I've been experimenting with is something called konjac. I don't know if you. It's a root. Uh, it's a. It's very high in fiber. It doesn't actually have any starch in it. Uh, and they you can, they make it as both noodles and and rice, and I find oh. if you're looking for a rice sensation, it's a really good, uh, really good substitute. So you might want to look for that in in your store's contract. How are you spelling in the form that? Of a rice. K o n j a c. Yeah, k o k o n j a c. I think. J a c. Okay, because I've been okay. using cauliflower, you know, like for rice. Yeah, that works well too. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah. That's really nice. Yeah. Cool. But um, do, you, do you think there's something more like candida or hormones or something that's how, in how, my gut? Let me ask you some you know? questions. Let me ask you. Yeah. Sure. How, how old are you? Old I'm 64. 66. And how much weight? 66. Okay. I want to lose 100 pounds. How much weight pounds. are you looking to lose? An, okay. Uh, and another 45. I'm sorry, you want to lose another 45? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, I've lost 45, and I'd like to lose at least another 45 and maybe more. Okay. You know. Okay. Okay. And how long have you had I, the weight on you? 
my whole life. And was there an emotional component to it? Did you know when you were younger? Yeah. Trauma, anything like that? Yeah. There was. Yeah, there was. Okay. And, and you- um, I've been dealing with, you know, sort of working through that, you know, on a spiritual and, you know, just loving your body again and being a t- being aware of your body and all that. I mean, I've been doing a lot of courses, you know, this few months and, um, yeah. you know, have made a lot of progress emotionally, I think. Well, I think that's where, where you want to focus. If, if that's what you're telling me, uh, then that's where you want, that's where you're going to make the biggest breaks. Uh, we do really well with some of this uh, work. The work that we do includes cellular release work, with people like um, Coach Melinda Jacobs and Jennifer Walsh. Uh, Tiffany Nightingale has an amazing uh, type of uh, emotional therapy that, that mm-hmm. she does where you're kind yeah. of rewriting your story and also tapping. Uh, the, the, yeah, I've been tapping with them. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, that's how okay, I well, started. Well, that's how I found you was through the tapping solution. That's how I found you. And okay. then um, yeah. Brittany, you know, also, and yeah. a number of other things. So I just, I'm doing all these right. things that are, you know, swimming in the ocean and doing Zumba when I can. And But it just seems like I wonder if it's more of an internal hormonal thing that's, you know, to your gut, my gut or something. I did tried probiotics for a while. And how was that? I didn't know if I should continue. I you know, I think it sort of got my system a little bit more regular. Well, kind. My, you know? my sense is that you're, first of all, my sense is you're on a really great path. And to lose 45 pounds already, you know, in your, in your 60s is, is fabulous. Um, so yeah. I, do, I would love for you to congratulate yourself for that. But, but also um, keep doing what you're doing and then just just continue to really focus on the – emotional traumas that happened to you as a kid and do it in a way right. like through tapping or cellular release, something where you're going into a deep right. state because you can't really do it with talk therapy. You know, you're not two years old anymore. So for you to talk about it right, doesn't really right. have the same impact right. as when you get into that. And that's why I like cellular release, for example, you get into the, 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 the therapist talks to your, unconscious gets you to release all these unconscious memories and traumas and you know that that stuff right. when we do our one-on-one coaching like the ultimate coaching experience or the total transformation coaching experience where we're working one-on-one with people we focus really when someone's in your situation we just focus really really heavily on working through the emotional trauma and that's where you're going to have the next shift is to really is by focusing on that okay Okay. Well, thank you. I really appreciate it. And I just, I just love you. <laughs> I just totally love you. Uh, thank you so much. I think much. you're wonderful. I hope to meet thank you, you sometime. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. I love that. Yeah. All right. You, you stay well. Keep up the great work. Bye-bye. You too. Take care. Thank Bye. you. Thank you. Cool. Uh, okay. Let's bring in, uh, let's bring in Coach Nadia if we can and answer some of the questions that have come in through the the chat roll or other questions that we've had over the last couple of weeks. Hi, John. Can you hear me? Hey. Hi, Nadia. How are you? Hi. I'm really good, thanks. How are you doing? Yeah, really great. Thank you. Good. Good. 
Okay, so there are some questions. Um, Nora is on the call right now, and her she's wondering, she says, I, I notice I feel bloated and still gain weight with life changes. I guess that means that my fat trigger is still on. Also, yeah. I know you mentioned that if one has no appetite, that's a good sign that the program is working. Yeah. But for me, it's a sign yeah. that my body is gaining weight. When I'm physically hungry, my metabolism is working. Okay. All right. Well, that's possible for you. That's uncommon, but that's possible. But the, the more important issue is this feeling like whenever you go through life changes, you're gaining weight. Um, what comes to mind is it has to do with the way our bodies internalize uh, mental and emotional stresses. So there's certain ways that we're programmed to handle stress because there's different types of stress. So there's, there's the stress of we were living outdoors of some sort of predator chasing us. So the, traditionally there's two ways to deal with that type of stress. There's the fight or flight. Either we're, um, we're going to run away or we're going to fight. <clears throat> That's one type of stress. Then there's the stress of uh, a long, cold winter, which, are, which is not a, an, an imminent threat. It's a chronic low-grade stress. It's not an acute stress. Uh, that type of stress typically can cause us to gain weight if we were if we were living in a situation like that, once the stress was over, we would usually gain weight from that. Um, and then there's one other type of way that our bodies deal with stress, and that is called a freeze response. So if if a predator was just too fast and too strong, you couldn't outrun them, you couldn't fight them. You in, in nature, the, uh, an adaptation is to freeze. If you look at a bunny rabbit. When a dog's on the on the path, they're just going to freeze. Or a deer, when something's out there, they're just going to freeze. And if they're going to make a break for it, they're going to make a break for it. But but if they can't make a break for it, they're just going to freeze. <clears throat> and um, and our bodies react to the mental and emotional stresses in our lives as if they're real physical stresses, because that's all our body knows is, is the physical world. Our body lives in the physical world. It just knows you're experiencing something. It doesn't know what it is. Uh, and it's going to react in one of those different ways, fight, flight, freeze, or as a chronic low-grade stress. And my sense for you is that when you go through life experiences, life changes, um, and you start getting weight, that there's this kind of like this freeze response. It's, it's too overwhelming. You can't move. It's, uh, you feel like, you know, you, you just got to like, let's, it's just too much, and, you, and you're frozen. And that, that, if your body's internalizing your mental stress as a freeze response, it's going to cause you to gain weight. Um, so so um, what I would do is uh, I would recognize that there's an emotional issue at play here. Uh, forget about the fact that, you know, this thing about when you're not eating and causing you to gain weight or not, weight, not gain weight. Let it go with that because the more important thing is there is an emotional component at play here um, that comes up during change. So any type of emotional work that you can do to release change, to let go of change, to have faith in change, to have faith in the universe, to have faith in God, to have faith in the process of your life, uh, the same strong and protected uh, visualization that we have. I think we have one. Um, don't quote me on it, but I think there's one about embracing change. Uh, these types of visualizations and work allowing you to uh, feel comfortable and supported during change 
are the types of things that will allow you to lose weight, not only during life changes, but will allow get rid of whatever that fear is that, that, cause, that may have been caused by a trauma in your past from some sort of change. It will allow you to get rid of that and then allow your body to start making some, some big shifts. So if you stay focused on that, on this feeling that, that uh, the, the work that you need to do to feel comfortable in change and to have faith in change and to let go and embrace change and feel supported and loved during change, uh, I think it's going to uh, be tremendously beneficial for you in allowing your body to uh, to let go of weight. Does that make sense, Nadia? Yeah, yeah, it really does. Embracing change, that that's, sounds yeah. wonderful. And you, I, I believe you're right. There is a visualization about embracing change, if I remember correctly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Cool. Okay. So um, Audrey and Diane are both uh, have wondering about getting rid of belly fat. Uh, they don't know about anyone else, but they says it, they say it seems like the hardest fat to lose. And they're wondering if you have any insights. Well, you know, uh, they say that belly fat is cortisol uh, causes belly fat. So if you're if you're gaining weight mostly in your midsection, it's usually from cortisol, which is stress. So the things that we do, you know, meditation, visualization, yoga, qigong, tai chi, painting, grounding, being in nature, uh, um, praying, working through emotional issues, all of these different things will help tremendously and getting better sleep. Really all the S's that we talked about in the beginning of this class, getting better sleep, uh, getting, getting sunshine, Reducing stress, you know, stress reduction. i got to put the S first to make it work, right? Stress reduction, superfood, <laughs> stretching, all those different things uh, will help with the belly fat because th- those are kind of mostly geared toward reducing the cortisol effect of the stresses in your life, and that will help the belly fat go away. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, it really does. I really like those five S's. That's a, that's a really nice yeah, way to remember right. those. Yeah. To me yeah, it's great. Yeah. Uh, okay. Next question is um, from Renee. What's your opinion, John, on intermittent fasting? Yeah. So, you know, I did a blog on intermittent fasting a year or two ago, uh, and you can check it out on our website. It's, uh, it's in various locations, but you go to the main website, thegabrielmethod.com, and you look at some of the blogs. There's one that says, is intermittent fasting good or bad for weight loss? But the take-home is that Theory, intermittent fasting is great for weight loss, but with a caveat. And the caveat is that you're not fighting your body. Uh, You're experiencing what I call organic intermittent fasting. So organic intermittent fasting is when you're legitimately not hungry uh, for that 16, 18 hours. Like for me right now, it's, it's it's 12.30 in the afternoon here where I am. My last meal was probably around 8.30 so last night, so it's, it's been like about 16 hours. And by the time I eat, it's going to be 17, 18 hours. But I'm not, I'm not fighting it. It wasn't like I was starving this morning, but I'm like, no, i got to go my 18 hours. If you're finding that situation where you're fighting it and it's really, really hard, then it's not going to work. It's going to backfire because you're going to get into that kind of diet mentality where you have good days and bad days, and then, oh, you ate before the time, so you're going to eat a lot more, and then it's not going to work, and, you know, it's going to get into your head. Um, so there is a certain period of time when you address 
the other issues in your life that we talk about, like these five S's, for example, uh, where you are legitimately less hungry. And when you are legitimately less hungry, doing intermittent fasting is great because it will accelerate the process tremendously uh, as long as you are not really suffering. Now, I have a friend who's in his 50s who recently lost a he – was, he, was, he's very, he was very muscular. He was a weightlifter growing up. Um, he uh, probably had probably lost 20 pounds recently doing intermittent fasting. And, you know, now he's real, he's real thin now. He's, he did, so he didn't, it's not, I wouldn't, it's not someone I would say would have, has a weight problem, right? But, but um, he's now eating between 10 a.m. and 2 p.m. That's his, like, window. And he said that for the first week or two, it was, it was really, it was a real struggle, but then his body fell into place. So sometimes your body can kind of get into the habit of it. But he's not someone who's had a lifetime of weight issues and has and has had a, a, a gone uh, is, a, is a chronic yo-yo dieter. If you're someone that has gone through the chronic yo-yo diet thing, like like most of us have that we're talking that are that are on this call, uh, you want to stay away from these things where you're forcing yourself to not do something because it, it will tend to backfire. So look for look for signs when you're less hungry and when you are then then. Try the intermittent fasting, and if it works, keep going with it. Keep in mind also, and I find this, and even the, the keto and the intermittent fasters say that you don't do it every day. There's one like when you're following it as an external approach, where you're you're letting the hours delegate when you're eating. Uh, even they say one day a week, you know, you go, you go off it, you eat carbs, whatever, and you reset. They have this kind of program, and what I find with myself is that organically I will go 16, 18, 20 hours without eating most days, but then there's other days where I wake up and I'm hungry and I just eat all day. So um, if, you are, if you are wanting to do intermittent fasting and you do it and it's working three or four days and then all of a sudden you're real hungry, don't think, oh, it's not going to work for me, it's not working. That's kind of the way the body works. Just play with it. Be organic with it and then eat, the, eat more during that day throughout the day and then see if your body resets again. Um, but yeah, when, under the right circumstances, it's a, it's a great tool. Does that make sense? Great. Great. Thanks, John. And, and I, it does make yeah. sense. And I posted the link to your vlog on intermittent oh, fasting great. in the chat roll. Thanks. Yeah. Okay. Here, you're welcome. Uh, the next question is from Janelle. Uh, she says, I have been doing trauma therapy for about a year and a half and recently added in cellular release therapy. She's done five sessions so far. I'm adding in greens, getting enough sleep, walking several times a week, really focusing on self-care. I am trying to be patient with the weight loss, but have not seen any in several months. How do you know if what you're doing is working? How can you tell when you're finally healing emotionally if that's the main thing holding me back? If that is the main thing holding you back, then I'd say it's really important to be patient because... Uh, you will experience tremendous shifts once you get through the emotional work. I have worked with people where it took six months of emotional work before they saw any weight loss, and then they went on to lose 50, 100-plus pounds. That's very common. Um, it's, it, emotional work is probably the, one of the greatest things you could ever do for yourself for so many reasons, uh, and, and sometimes it's the weight is like a blessing in disguise because it forces us to look in areas we haven't otherwise looked at. But what you'll find when you see emotional work, uh, and, and one of the reasons why you may not lose it right away, is that 
you will have an emotional, a powerful emotional healing session, and then you have a reaction for a week or so where you're tired, you just want to process, you just want to eat, uh, and then a week, and then after that, uh, a week maybe goes by, and then all of a sudden you feel shot out of the cannon, and then, and then you have more energy and you process through something, and then you do it again and you go to the next level. So you keep doing this. Uh, and then you get to a place where you're not having those reactions anymore. You're not having the, that reaction where you just want to process um, anymore, and you just have more, more and more energy. And what you'll find is that you think differently. You're not, uh, you don't have less fear. You have less concerns, less worries. Things don't, things don't bother you as much. You're less hungry. You have more energy. And that's the time. At that time, I would encourage you to start exercising more, uh, and and run with the run with the ball, so to speak, of the, of the increased energy that you're having. Uh, but before that, it's just really important to just be real gentle with yourself, and loving and nurturing, and let your body go through this. And so, so your body will tell you when you're done through all the processing, when it's not having that effect anymore. And then that's the time to to go out and start, you know, start. Live, you know, really living in the world and exercising and riding your bike and doing all kinds of fun things, and and uh, and that's when that's when the weight loss starts to come. Typically, it's not a one size fits all type of thing, but that's that's very often the case, and it sounds like that's what's going on for you right now. Great, thanks, uh, thanks, John. And, um, and as Janelle and wrote that, that question, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. I was just going to say we uh, we have another caller, Disa from California, so. Take the next question that you have, and then I'm going to I'm going to talk to her. Okay, perfect. So this next question ties right in with Janelle's. It says, um, "Good morning. Yeah. I just started CRT with Melinda. She is amazing. I'm still going with her. I'm just starting to see a small shift in my weight decreasing. What are some of the initial signs of the fat programs being turned off? Like the previous caller, yeah. I'm experiencing loss of appetite. I do uh, I do not eat or stick to eating my two meals a day." It suits me lunch and dinner. And, yeah, yeah and she said she, she's also interested in the answer that you gave to Janelle, the previous question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so uh, but when your body wants to let go of weight, you are less hungry. You can go longer uh, periods of time without being hungry, and that's because your body's burning fat. Like, so for me, for example, if I'm going 20 hours in a day, and it's just happening organically. I'm not forcing it. The only way that can happen is if your body's burning fat. You know, there's no other way to do it. So you regain the ability to burn fat, and that makes you less hungry. You're burning the fat. Uh, you can go longer without eating. When you actually eat, uh, you might think, oh, I'm so hungry, but then you have a couple of bites and you're full. So you're, so you're leaving food on the table. You're forgetting about meals. You're craving healthier foods. You have more energy, uh, more excitement for life. These are all the signs that weight loss is right around the corner because well, all, you're getting all that because your body's now starting to burn fat. Uh, so those are the those are the signs, and when that happens, you just keep running with it, and uh, and then it starts to it starts to accelerate, which is great. Great, thanks, John. Sure, cool. Let's uh, talk to Disa from California. Hello. Oh, Hello. hi, John. This is Disa. Hi, John. This is Disa. Hi, Disa. Um, I wanted to. Can you hear me? I can. Yes. I can hear you. Hi. 
Oh, great. Okay. Um, I just want to have a, I have a question. Um, I'm a vegetarian and I don't eat a lot of um, dairy either. I try not to eat any, but um, I noticed that you, I think I read your book that tofu is not recommended um, and that tempeh is. Yeah. And I was just wondering yeah. if you had any other like protein suggestions yeah, or recommendations. Yeah. Yeah, I do. But let, let me talk about that for a second. So okay. the, reason why I say tempeh is, the reason why I say tempeh is good and tofu is not is because um, tofu and soy in general can elevate your estrogen levels and interfere with your digestion. But when the soybeans are activated, that is, that they're soaked and activated, those problems go away. And so tempeh is activated soybeans. Um, but, but, I, but I happen to love tofu, the taste of tofu, and I like being – I'm not a strict vegetarian, but I prefer being more vegetarian when I can. Um, I have recently found a tofu – this is in New Zealand, I don't, uh, so it's not all over the place – probably not in the States, the company is Tonzu, T-O-Z-Z-O, uh, T-O-Z-U, Tonzu. But anyway, uh, they use activated soybeans. So they activate their soybeans before they make their tofu. So if you activate the soybeans before you make the tofu, then it takes care of the adverse problems of soy. So if you can either make it yourself or get tofu made with activated soybeans, it takes care of that problem. And that's and that's really good, and that's true in general okay. of 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 any type of any type of um, beans or uh, seeds or nuts. They're they're always better activated, uh, and that brings me to the next uh, vegetarian source of protein that's really good, which is chia seeds. Chia seeds are okay. good if they're activated, so they need to be soaked. So chia seeds are are really good. Uh, nutritional yeast is really good. It's like 80% protein. Um, spirulina, spi- spirulina is great. And then uh, you might you would you might want to also get a vegan source of uh, a vegan protein powder, preferably unsweetened, and just right. have a half a glass of it. Have a half a glass of it with your meals. So if you had a, if you had a meal that had uh, either tempeh or activated or tofu with activated soybeans, chia seeds, nutritional yeast, uh, and it had and it was a salad, say you know with, with lots of other greens and things in it, and then um, oh also hemp is hemp and flax seeds are, are good too, so hemp mm-hmm. and ground flax seeds, uh, and then. You uh, you had a half a glass of a vegan protein powder also. That that's a really mm-hmm. great way to be a vegetarian because you're going to get the protein that you need. And there is a risk. I've done vegetarian the right way and I've done it the wrong way over the years. And there is a risk when you do it the wrong way that you're just going to stay hungry all the time and you're going to eat carbs all the time because you're not getting the protein that you need. But if you do it this way, where you add the items that I just mentioned, you should be, you should get all the protein that you need. Okay, great. Thank you very much. My pleasure. Okay. Take care. Thanks. Okay. Cool. Let's bring uh, Nadia back if we can. 
Hi, John. Hi, Mario. Hi. Okay, so, yep, there are some more questions. Um, so Audrey uh, has a question. She wants to know, is quinoa considered a grain? And do bananas have a lot of sugar? She says she eats mostly berries and bananas. Yeah, so quinoa is not considered a grain. Um, it, does have, it does have some starch, which can elevate your insulin levels, no question about it, but it's not a grain. Um, and bananas do have a fair amount of sugar. Uh, um, but, again, it's fructose, and fructose is a, a very misunderstood sugar. And I believe that fructose in the form of fruit in moderation is uh, it can be a really great uh, so, source of carbohydrate. Um, there, there's a lot of people, there's one lady, I don't know if you've seen her out there, in Freely the Banana Lady, and all she eats is, like, she eats tons and tons of bananas, and she's as thin as could be. So, so who knows? But, but in theory, yeah, it does have a fair amount of, uh, of sugar. Um, I wouldn't want it, you know, I wouldn't want it to be the staple of my diet, but having a few bananas a day in, in conjunction with uh, lots of other healthy foods is, is, is great. It's fine. Great. Okay, next question is coming from uh, Moni Ten. She's got three questions. The first one is, okay. what is your position on weighing yourself every morning? The second question, do you advocate keeping a food journal? And then the third question, I wake up in the middle of the night and crave food. Do you have any suggestions? Okay, so I do not believe in weighing myself uh, or, or I do not advocate weighing yourself. I think that it, it creates an unhealthy dynamic. Uh, lots of things can affect your weight. Uh, how much water you're retaining, whether or not you went to the bathroom when your last meal was, uh, the, the position of the moon can even affect your weight to some to some degree, um, just because of gravitational pull. And it's it's unhealthy to get into this dynamic where each day this is basically going to make make or break your day, what your weight is. So um, when the whole time I was losing weight, I didn't weigh myself. I haven't weighed myself in a very long time. Um, I just don't, I, I feel like you, you can tell when you're losing weight because your clothes are getting looser and uh, people are commenting and you can feel it when you sit down and when you move around. Uh, those are the indications that I look at and you don't want to look at it every day and you don't want to look at it with a microscope. Um, and and I, um, I'm i always an advocate of getting out of the diet mentality. Uh, and to that same extent with the diet mentality, uh, the, I do not believe in keeping a food journal either um, because, again, it keeps you too focused on the, on the diet mentality of restriction and denial and good days and bad days. So I like to kind of get away from all that and focus on whatever the real issues are. Now, if you're, if you're hungry at, at night, in the middle of the night, that means there's something going on in your body that wants you to hold on to weight. So I can, I can, based on your three questions, I can feel, and just my the similarity from my own life in years past, is the the struggle. There's a struggle. I can feel it. You know, with you're weighing yourself, you're writing down everything, but at the same time you're hungry at night, in the middle of the night, and that's that feels like there's a lot of struggle there, and it's an external struggle. You there's denial. Your body's fighting back and saying, No, I want more food. Um, 
So there's there's a lot of struggle there. And uh, and what I find when I when we work with people is that when you focus on some of the other issues in your life, whether it's whether it's a stress thing or an emotional trauma thing or some of the other S's that we talked about, when you when you focus on some of those other things, then your body's not going to be hungry in the middle of the night. It's not going to be hungry all the time. And uh, and you're not going to need to weigh yourself or write everything down. It's gonna, things are going to start flowing from the inside out. It's an inside out approach as opposed to the way most most weight loss programs are an outside in approach where you count how many you decide you decide how many calories you're going to have and you decide when you're going to eat and you decide what you're going to eat and your body has to go along with it. Uh, whether whether it likes it or not, and that's when you get into this dynamic, which it feels like you're in right now. So uh, what I would suggest for you is to really focus, take to heart some of the things that we're talking about in this very class about the about getting better sleep, um, getting lots of sunlight, stretching, stress reduction, adding lots of superfoods. Really take these things to heart and focus on them for a little while. Let go of the weighing yourself and the writing down and see if you get to a place where you and your body can get along better, where you're both on the same page, where you, because as soon as your body wants to lose weight, you're not going to be hungry all the time. And the weight loss is, weight's just going to come off. And we've had this experience now with thousands and thousands of people. It's, it's miraculous when it happens, but it always happens by working with your body, getting your body to your mind and your body to work together. And all these things you're suggesting, you know, weighing and writing things down is sort of a way of trying to control your body. And you can see what happens when you try to control your body. Your body fights back. And I feel like that's what's happening for you is your body's fighting back. So focusing on these other things will help you and your body to work together, especially the visualizations, uh, loving your body visualizations, or just the regular evening and morning visualizations that we have. Just listening to them pretty regularly uh, praying, asking for guidance, nourishing your body really well, drinking lots of healthy liquids, doing some stretching, getting sunlight, getting getting sleep. All of these different things uh, will help you you and your body work together better. So that's kind of what's, what's needed here uh, to make this whole thing go away and this issue go away where you're fighting your body and your body's up at night saying, no, I'm not giving in. Because the interesting thing about the body is that you can uh, you can force yourself to eat less. So you can you can determine how much your body is going to eat, uh, but your body, as you know, can fight back. And the interesting thing about your body is your body can fight back 24 hours a day, seven days a week. It can fight back as much as it wants. It decides how much weight you should have, and it decides how hungry you are. Uh, so if if you're going to war with your body, it's it's a it's a war that, unfortunately, everybody loses in the long term. And I learned that the hard way, and that's really the, the turning point for me is when I stopped going to war with my body. So if you can kind of make a mental affirmation that you don't want to be at war with your body anymore, you want to work with your body, and you just want to talk to your body and figure out what's going on and try to get you to work together, almost if you treat it like a kid also is another example that I see. Uh, you know, when you try to restrict a kid too much, they're going to rebel just to show how, how powerful they are. Um, and and our bodies are like that. And, you know, with my daughter, when she was growing up, she's 18 now, but I never restricted her because I was aware of the, the, the problems that that could cause. Like for me personally growing up, 
You know, I went to fat camp, and we had locks on our refrigerator, locks on our pantry. So we knew about restrictions. So there's always this kind of, we were always fighting back. But one time we went to the naturopath, and, the, and she said that, you know, that my daughter was congested and experiencing inflammation from dairy. And so I said to her, okay, let, let, we probably shouldn't eat ice cream anymore for a while. And the next morning she said to me, you know, Dad, ever since you told me not to eat ice cream anymore, that's all I think about is eating ice cream. <laughs> when I didn't used to think about it, you know, she didn't. She, she had ice cream, she'd have it. And I thought, that's exactly right. That's exactly the way it is in the body. Our bodies are like kids, and when we try to force it, our bodies – you know they're gonna they're gonna go we're gonna go to war with it our body's gonna rebel and it's gonna show how powerful it is and so you want to you want to find a way to work with your body um, rather than just writing everything down and measuring everything and forcing it work with your body and then you'll come to a really powerful place where you can have the weight loss and have it be sustainable also so that's really what we're trying to do and that comes from getting your body to want to be thin, which comes from working with your body, which also comes from doing many of the things that we just talked about in this class. Does that make sense, Nadia? Beautiful, John. Yeah, it does. And I just wanted to let you know that uh, Moni Ten wrote in and said, got it, tossing out the scale and journal yeah. for a while. And then Disa <laughs> also said, so awesome. glad I don't have to keep a food journal and the scale is my worst fear. Yeah, awesome. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, we can okay, take we've got, um, one other I just want to say we'll take one other question and then uh, and then that, that's going to be we're going to run out of time for this particular class. And that's perfect because I just have one more question. Perfect. So this question comes from Nora and she says, um, "Does the Gabriel method address depression and anxiety? I find myself having a hard time waking up and feel no motivation. I'm thinking to sign up for the ultimate coaching experience." Yeah, so uh, I also did a blog on uh, healing depression naturally, uh, which is going to be in the same areas where uh, the other blog was, uh, which you may want to look at. And uh, what, what I found over the years is that many people that suffered with depression, by following the, the principles of the Gabriel Method, the depression went away without me trying to address the, the depression. And what I've learned since then is that there are certain things – and no, no, you know, I'm not a doctor. I'm not offering medical advice or psychological advice, uh, and it's not one size fits all. But there are certain things that that exacerbate or even cause depression that can be addressed, such as digestion issues. Digestion issues can cause depression because we have lots of neurons, or like 100 million neurons in in our in our gut, and those neurons produce neurochemicals, neurotransmitters that can make us feel good, such as serotonin, dopamine. And when our depression is off, when our, our digestion is, is off, which, which is the case for most of us, we're not producing enough serotonin, uh, and which is why, you know, a lot, of, a lot of psychiatrists recommend pills that keep your serotonin in your, in your brain longer, such as serotonin reuptake inhibitors. But the problem with that is that there's usually, uh, um, there's usually a backlash that happens a rebound effect because the more you force your body to keep serotonin uh, in, in your system, the less sensitive your brain's going to be to serotonin, and so you actually get a, a, a rebound effect, which, which is why also 
many antidepressants have a black box warning that they can cause suicide, and that's because they can make things worse at a certain point, which, which we don't talk about enough. But healing your digestion can have an, an, an incredible effect without the, without the, the, uh, the backlash and the rebound. Uh, also, meditation helps balance your brain chemistry. What happens is your brain waves start to become synchronous. Uh, we have all, we have brain waves that are moving on all kinds of different ways, and when when you meditate, all your brain waves start to move at the same frequency, same amplitude, and in the same manner, and that stabilizes your brain chemistry tremendously. So so meditation, which is something one of these we talk about, is tremendously beneficial uh, for depression. Also, omega three fatty acids is really are really useful uh, uh, for depression. That's another thing that we talk about we'll talk about uh, adding. <clears throat> reducing inflammation and reducing stress are also really useful for, for dealing with depression. And the biggest thing that I've found that's useful for dealing with depression is working through emotional issues. So these are all the things that we, that we talk about doing, adding healthier foods, especially omega-3s, and healing digestion, um, reducing stress, meditating, working through emotion, emotional issues, emotional trauma, uh, getting better sleep, and sunshine also help reduce inflammation or help reduce depression. Stretching also helps uh, out of the mind-body practices. So it's like the Gabriel Method, actually the steps in the Gabriel Method, to me, not being a doctor, not making, giving you medical advice, in my layman opinion, is a roadmap for reducing depression. And that's why I've seen it happen so many times. So the answer to your question is yes, in my opinion, not medical opinion, following the steps in the Gabriel Method will help tremendously and have, I've seen have helped tremendously with working through depression. Great. Thanks so much, John. Yeah, it makes awesome. a lot of sense. All right. I'm sure it does to everyone listening, too. Thank you. Excellent. All right. Well, thanks, everyone, for, for joining us. Nadia, Tiffany, and uh, Amir, and everyone that's helping in the back, thanks for the class. Thanks for the, the, the calling in. And uh, let's stay in contact on Facebook and also on our classes on Facebook and uh, through our emails. And uh, whenever you need us, just reach out and we're here. Uh, we can help you at whatever level that you, of help that you need. From a weight loss perspective, we've got lots of free material. We've got programs. Our 12-week total transformation experience is getting tremendous uh, results for people. Our one-on-one coaching, whatever you, whatever you need from us, we're here. Just reach out. And, uh, and otherwise, I uh, look forward to speaking again next month. Take care, take care, everyone, and thanks. Thanks for joining me on this Ask John Call-In Day. For any questions I was unable to get to in this call, I'll post my written responses in the forum for your reference. I appreciate you taking time to join me here, and I look forward to connecting again with you soon.